welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the Christmas Day Service 2017, entitled, His Name is Jesus. And the Bible reading is taken from Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Names are important all through the Bible. When we look at the Word of God, we find that, uh, uh, that the, main, the names have great significance as to who those people are. Uh, and of course, uh, there's power in names. When, uh, when God called Moses to, to be his human instrument, that he was going to deliver the children of Israel out of bondage, he, Moses asked God what his name was. Who shall he say that has told me this? And God's answer was, I am that I am. He is the great I am. And do you know that in leading all of those out of captivity of the Egyptians and whatnot, all Moses had was a staff and Jehovah God. <laughs> the staff and his God, the great I am that he did that with. The Bible says, thou shalt call his name Jesus. We've looked the last two messages at the name Emmanuel, God with us. And we find that as we look here today, I want to look at another one of these names. You just saw a number of those names that were on the screen before you, and the one that it finished on is the one that's mentioned here in verse 21, thou shalt call his name Jesus why? There was a reason. He was called that, for he shall save his people from their sins. The name Jesus means something very special to, to those of us that have trusted him as our Lord and Savior. But God didn't ask for him to be called Jesus just because it sounded good, just because it was a name that had a, a ring to it. He asked that he be called Jesus because he shall save his people from their sins. You see, the, the Hebrew word for that was Joshua, who we find in Scripture that he was a, a type of Christ, but that's what the name means, Savior. He will save his people from their sins. God had, had, had spoken, and, and back in Exodus chapter 3, verse 14, and God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. And of course, the same God that said to Moses, I am the I am, is the same God that spoke when Jesus spoke in John chapter 8 and verse 58. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. I am. And they knew exactly what he was, was talking about when he used that, that great name that I am those they were disputing about who Jesus was and whatnot, and Jesus here was declaring his own deity, saying to the children of Israel, I am hath sent me. When Jesus came into this verse, he said, I am. I am the great I am that is here for you. I will save my people from their sins. You see, the promise that is in that name, Every time you hear the name Jesus, the reason that he was named Jesus is because he came to save you from your sins. The great I am himself came into this world, and he was called Jesus for the greatest reason of all, 
because he came to save you from your sins. The promise that is carried in that name this day, as we are here to remember and to celebrate sometimes, let's not get lost in all of the tinsel and the flashing lights and the great food and all of that. Just remember that we are here today to celebrate the one, the one that was named Jesus because that meant that he came to save us from our sins, the promise in his name. But not only the promise in his name, the power that is in his name. You see, they shall call him Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. We find that in Peter, I mean, in, in Acts chapter 3, verse 6, when Peter went and he, and he found the one lying there at the gate, he was begging alms. He needed something just to survive. Peter's words to him was, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And, of course, the lame man did, and it caused quite a stir amongst the people. And suddenly the people were thinking that, that somehow that uh, Peter and John had done something miraculous and wonderful here because of who they were, but they made sure they understood right away in verses 12 to 16, and when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of our fathers hath glorified his son Jesus, whom ye delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But ye denied the Holy One, the just, and desired a murder to be granted unto you, and killed the Prince of Life, whom God hath raised up from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. And his name, the name of Jesus, and his name through faith in his name hath made this man strong whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. This man was raised a miraculous. There's power in the name of Jesus. What you have seen in this lame man walking is not in our hands. It's not in who we are. It's not what we can do. But it's in the name of Jesus that he's been raised, that he's able to walk. This day as we celebrate this Christmas, remember, he was called Jesus. And he was called that name for a reason. We find the promise that is in that name, that he would save us from our sin. The power that is in that name that will deliver us from whatever that we might face in this earth. But also, <laughs> the prayer in his name. The promise, the power, the prayer. You see, again, he says, Thou shalt call his name Jesus. We find that if we look into John chapter 14, Jesus again speaking these words, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, in the name of Jesus, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, 
I will do it. You say, preacher, does that mean I can ask for my new car, my new house, my new suit, my new whatever? We have a lot of prosperity preaching going around that you can just absolutely ask anything you want, and it's done. Of course, that's contrary to other scriptures. When we ask in the name of Jesus, when he's in our heart, the most important thing is not our own selfish desires but the desires of the Christ that lives and dwells within us. What I want you to grasp today, you can't even communicate with your God. You can't even talk to God. You can't go to God with anything except through Jesus Christ. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Jesus said, if you're going to talk to the Father, you've got to pray in my name. Then I'll do it so that he might be glorified. Jesus never sought his own glory. We've talked about that already. He always sought the glory of of the Father. The Holy Spirit never seeks His own glory. He always seeks the glory of the Son. You see, even in then, we find that the name of Jesus, the one that we celebrate today, there's promise in that name like no other, that He will save you from your sins. There's power in that name like no other that will deliver you when nobody else's name and nobody else's power in all the world, you can call on the name of Jesus Christ. He's the great deliverer. There's prayer in his name. You see, I don't care what it is. I don't care where you are. I don't care what you're facing. It's in the name of Jesus that you can go to the Father with it, and he is there. He always hears your prayer, and he'll always answer your prayer. He may not answer it in the way that you want. The Bible says that some people pray amiss because they pray that they might consume it upon their own lust. They're praying selfishly. Oh, may the name of Jesus rule in our hearts today that we can remember the promise that that name means to us, the power that comes in that name, the prayer that we can pray through that name. We find that, again, Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. We find in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21 that his name is going to be called Jesus. Sorry, I don't need to turn. That's the one that we've been reading over and over. <laughs> his name shall be called Jesus because he shall save his people from their sins. Then in Philippians chapter 2 verse 9 to 11, we see something else about that name. A lot of wonderful, beautiful names in this world, but the preeminence of the name, Jesus. What do you mean, the preeminence? I mean, it's above every name. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus... Every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. You see, the Bible says that there is no other name, no name that is above his name, and that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord that he's Lord of all. Every tongue will confess that one day, but even then, it's to the glory of the Father. I had a phone call yesterday. I don't, uh, 
I don't see any of them laying around. Yep, there's one. I thought there was some. Of course, uh, some of you helped us, and we uh, we put out a, a lot of these uh, these these tracks of the church through the doors in our in our community to wish them a merry Christmas, and of course on the inside to tell the story of what Christmas really is all about. That it's about this one called Jesus. I had a phone call yesterday evening from somebody in the neighborhood that had received one of these, and of course. He wasn't nasty, but he wanted to know who this Jesus is. In in fact, he turned out to be a Muslim that, uh, uh, of course, placed his Koran on a higher level than uh, than we place the Word of God, the Bible. And, of course, he started asking, but he said, you know, you say in this leaflet, you say that he's the Son of God, but yet you turn around and say that he is God. How can he be both God and be the Son of God? (laughs) And so I went on to try to explain to him, and I gave him some of the illustrations, and I told him, you know, there's really nothing in this world that compares perfectly. But I explained to him how there was one God, one Godhead, but that one God was made up of three distinct persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I've never, I've been trying to explain that ever since that, uh, that, that, that I started preaching. I've never been able to fully explain it, but I believe it with all my heart. There is nobody else like him. If there was a God on this earth, then we would maybe be worshiping the wrong God. He is unique. Our little minds struggle with some of those things. But we went on to have a good conversation. In the end, now he chose to follow the Koran, but he also made this promise. He said, you know, he said, he said most Christians, when I ask these questions, he said, they just button up and won't even talk about it. But he said, at least you've tried to explain. He said, can I call you back and talk about this some more sometime? I said, absolutely. <laughs> I said, you know, I said, you know, I said, I'm more than happy to speak about that one called Jesus anytime. You see, his name is above every name. There are a lot of, a lot of names that others worship as their God, whether it be Muhammad or somebody else. But one day, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. I made this statement to this Muslim man. I said, you know, I said, you agree with me that one day we will all face our Creator, God in heaven. I said, the reality is, is that I gladly will stand before that God based upon the truth of God's Word, and I will face Him knowing that my only hope is in Jesus Christ. I said, just remember this, that do you have that kind of confidence in the Koran, your God, to face God one day with your life? You know that we will. I said, we will one day face him. And I said, I'm basing not only my life now, but my eternity on the name of Jesus, the name that is above every name. Today, folks, let's not forget that it's Jesus whose birth that we're celebrating. When he came to this earth, God said, thou shalt call his name Jesus. That was the message that the angel brought to Mary. You're going to call him Jesus because he's going to save his people from their sins. The promise is to you today. The power in that name, there is no other name whereby that you can be delivered, whether it's physical or whether it's all the things that may come against you in this life, most of all from your sins, except the name of Jesus, the power that's there, the prayer in his name. There is no other way to talk to God. There is no other way to even get through to God except in the name of Jesus, the name that God says is above every name.
and that one day everyone will recognize who that is. You see, the promise that was in that name, I want to give you this in closing. The promise that was in that name is the very purpose that's in his name. He came to save his people from their sin. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. We find that in Acts chapter 2, verses 18 to 21, and on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. Some don't believe that that's literal. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord come. I promise you, the Lord is coming. And this earth is going to see things that cannot be explained away by man as hard as they try. Verse 21, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The promise that brought him into this world is that his name would be called Jesus because he would save his people from their sins. The purpose that he came, the purpose that's there today is that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. His is the only name today. He's the only place you can turn. I don't care how sorry that you are for your sins. I don't care who you think that it might be that will get you out of that tough spot that you're in, that will be the answer to your problems in this world, whoever that one might be. You see, how many times, how many times do we meet Jesus in this life? You see, I can't remember if I put it on the slides or not, but in, in Matthew chapter 25, I want to give you this one more simple thought. Matthew chapter 25, in verse 40, the Word of God says this, And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. The story of Barnaby was his name. He was a cobbler by trade. And he had a dream one Christmas Eve. And he dreamed of Jesus. But he dreamed that in his dream, and it was so real to him that Jesus was going to come and literally visit him. And so he got up on Christmas morning and he was convinced. He didn't understand. He didn't know why. He didn't know how. But he was convinced the real reality of his dream was such that Jesus was going to come and visit him. So he started cleaning up his shop and putting out the bows and trying to make everything look just right for when Jesus came by. The hours passed. Jesus hadn't come. But then there was a ragged old man that came past his shop. His clothes were ragged. Uh, he was cold and miserable. Barnaby talked to him, and he invited him in, and he noticed that he had holes in his shoes. And, of course, he was a cobbler, and he, he picked the best pair of shoes that he could find off his shelf, and he, and he put them upon this man's feet after he'd set him by the fire and dried his socks. And he was so grateful as he left there. His feet were warm and he went out, but 
Barnaby was glad of what he'd done, but he kept waiting because he was expecting Jesus to come by. Only there was an older woman came by. It was obvious that she was hungry. She hadn't had a meal, and he invited her in and warmed her by the fire, and he shared his own lunch that he had brought that day for himself to the shop. And he shared that lunch with her, and at the end, she was warm, and she was fed, and she left so grateful. Barnaby sat down, and he was really starting to feel very disappointed by now because he was so sure that Jesus was going to stop by and see him that day. And suddenly he, he heard a, a little boy's voice, and he was crying just outside the, the shop, and he went out, and, and he asked the little boy what was wrong, and, and he was lost. He'd wandered away from home, and he didn't know how to get back home. Barnaby asked him his address, and he went in, and he got his coat on, and he, he took the little boy home, and he came back. And he leaned back there, and he was starting to, to feel so saddened. He said, Lord, I was sure you were coming by to visit me today. But he said, I haven't seen you, Lord. <laughs> Why didn't you come by and visit with me today? And then it was as if he heard this voice in his heart, Barnaby, I did come by to visit you today. I came and knocked on your door, and you put shoes on my feet. I came when I was hungry and cold, and you fed me, and you warmed me. I was lost, and you took me home. And he quoted this verse in Matthew 25, 40. And he said, Inasmuch as you have done it, to one of these, the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Jesus, the name of Jesus, songwriter put it like this, and I know it's not a Christmas carol. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, there's just something about that name. Jesus, Master, Savior, like the fragrance after the rain, Jesus, 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 let all heaven and earth proclaim, kings and kingdoms will all pass away, but there's something about that name. Father, I pray. Lord, it's just a simple thought that you laid on our heart. Even after just a simple conversation yesterday, what, what's in a name? Lord, names are important, and names mean a lot of things, but, Lord, when you sent your Son into this world, you gave him a name, the name of Jesus, 
because of the promise that that name carried with it. The promise that he would save his people from their sins. Because of the power in that name. The power to heal the sick. The power to raise the dead. The power that is in no other name on the face of this earth. The power that's in the name of Jesus. Because of the prayers in his name that you would hear from each and every one of us, Lord, that that first prayer of all, the most important, because he came to save us from our sins, is, Lord, when we come and we call out to you in the name of Jesus and we seek that forgiveness that can come through no other, because he came. The way that he was going to save us is because at 33 and a half years later, he would let them nail him to that old rugged cross. He would shed his blood to atone for our sins. But he would raise the third day, victorious over the death that we all faced. Father, in the name of Jesus, the power, the prayer, the preeminence. <laughs> there is no name like it. There is no other like it. And one day, though there's other human beings that have been called by that same name, Lord, there's no one like him. And one day, Lord, that promise that he came with to save his people from their sins is the purpose here today. It's the purposes in our lives that you'll save anyone that will call upon you even here today if they've never done so. And Lord, let us not forget that it's through us. It's through us. You came in the flesh, but you promised that greater works than these shall you do because I go unto the Father. Why? Because now he dwells and lives within us when we bring him into our lives. Who might we come in contact with today? You're the one that told us that inasmuch as we do it unto one of these, the least of the brethren, we do it unto you. Help us, Lord, this day as we remember the name of Jesus and as we celebrate his birth. Help that name not just to flow from our lips, but help the reality of it to be seen in our hearts and in our lives. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. <music>